We got a garden in the United States. We're a couple with problems communicating. We want chickens, want a future and love. Only one man can help us, and his name's Monty John. Big dreams, small spaces, big Everybody, welcome to the Full Monty Don, the review podcast where we review the show Big Dreams, Small Spaces, uh, uh, where Britain's favorite gardener, Monty Don, helps couples just like us to make their dream garden in the small space that they have allotted in their backyards. I'm Colby Smith. I'll be your host. I am joined today by Tim Keck. Yes. <laughs> Hey, Colby! Okay. I could do it. Is this the same thing? Is this Young Birds Radio? <laughs> Not really. This is different. This is a new a new project. This is a new frontier. It's a new project, baby. We got all kinds of magic happening now. Quarantine, baby! Quarantine content! I was wondering how long it would take to bring up the quarantine. The virus! It's all around us! <laughs> and I'll tell you what, Colby, I already got symptoms. I got a fever. A fever for Monty Don! <laughs> Wondering, I'm also here. <laughs> I'm of, of course. Colby, uh, don't introduce who that is. <laughs> Colby, whoever that is, don't mention their name. I do not want to know any more Everyone's, details about them. We're getting a strong view of what it's like in the apartment. I'm, I'm Colby's girlfriend living here with Tim exclusively. Wow. The energy feels as though I'm here with Tim exclusively. The tension is palpable. We're having a great time. Colby, introduce me. Uh, this is Hallie Haas. Hi, I'm Hallie Haas. You might know her from Snapchat's Comedy <laughs> Central. You might know her from Disney Plus. Yeah. In fact, it's almost certain that you know me from Disney Plus. Pixar in real life? Check it out. Uh-huh. And from driving me crazy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So in this show, we recap episodes of the show Big Dreams, Small Spaces, which is available on Netflix until March 23rd. So get those <laughs> listens in. Oh my now, god, where is it going to go, Cole? How are we going to get our big dream fix? I have said to you from the beginning that I will buy this show on Amazon oh. Prime, uh, and I will share my login with all of our listeners if you write to us and say that you're listening to the show. Go to big. Go to go to the full Monty Don. Dot com for Colby's login information. Yep. Site will be up as soon as the virus is over. That's exactly right. Uh, so um, we're going to talk about the show now. I, you guys want to talk about favorite parts, first of all. We're starting, of course, with the pilot episode. Season yeah. one, episode mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. from 2017, the mm-hmm. debut. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kick it off with favorite parts. Just j- favorite In general, parts. well, a real open-ended question from the hostess with the mostess. Yeah. I'll tell you what I love about this is... I want to stop uh, you right there. <laughs> what is this? I want to say right now, I want to set the tone for this show, that if this is going to be you razzing me after every question, then we can stop the record right now. I just want to say that Colby shared with us... And we can go back to what we were doing. Colby... As usual, you will have no choice in the tone of the show. <laughs> I set the tone. <laughs> you knew what you were doing when you opened this can of love. I introduced you to Monty Don. I got you guys hooked on the big dreams fix. That's true. The The source of this stream is Tim Keck. I you actually knew about me. it before Tim introduced it to us. 
So I just had to say that. It's been like this. All I would. I would love week. to get. I would love to get uh, specific dates that we all found out about the show. I found out about it years ago. I would say about two and a half years ago. Years ago, really? yeah. And what have you been doing? You've been sleeping on it this whole time. No, I watched a couple episodes and then I forgot about it. Hmm. Didn't what? make as strong as impression what? on the, the on how initially. We're obsessed are you with talking about? I know. I think this is. I we think were this is right. under lockdown two and a half <laughs> years ago. I was out there making connections. You knew about big dreams, small spaces, <laughs> and you said nothing. Nothing. Look, things. Good things, God. <laughs> things in life have a tendency of finding you at the right moment, Tim. And God. this is the perfect quarantine show because it's so peaceful and it's wholesome. It's easy to watch. It's easy. It's very watchable. It's very watchable. Yeah. It's very pleasant. Um, yeah. The accents are nice. The accents are great. You're right. You're right. Um, I would love to. Parts. I was just gonna say I would love to talk about favorite parts. Okay, again, if you're just going to roll your eyes <laughs> after every question... Well, I have to say, you just pitched us some wonderful segments, not one of which was favorite parts. And this I think is... if you had said favorite parts, both Tim and I would have said, that's vague, and let's find something a little bit more specific. This is the opening of the show where we all just kind of chat for a little while before getting into the segments, so I thought about asking a question okay. that was not one of the segments that we agreed upon. So, okay, fine. Obviously, the best part of the show is Monty Don. Mm-hmm. I think we can all agree. Uh-huh. Uh, his... Charm, charisma, yeah. uh, he's bristling, the outfits. Now we're just giving them a little, t- these are like bon appetit's little, uh, mm-hmm. little uh, amuse-bouche of what's going to come later. Mm-hmm. Monty is incredible. He could be 50, he could be 500. <laughs> he rolls in with just this like gardening, I, I want his jacket. It's like, I know. it looks kind of like he's a painter, but his canvas is the, the earth. Garden, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, he rolls in here and he's just so soothing and calming. I think I think if this didn't take place in England, it would not be a good show. It, it would work. be mm-hmm. hostile. Uh, it would be too loud and aggressive. And this, everyone's very calm the whole time. Everyone's very relaxed. And even when, and that's what kind of makes it fun, is because they have the British sass, yes, you know, they do. where a fight would break out in American television. Monty just gives them a little, mm-hmm. gives them a little, a uh, little curt greeting or well, a little. He's, but he's very pleasant the whole time. And ultimately, you leave the show. I would say. Feeling good. I agree. Mm. I, and well, dare I say, you know, I, I feel as though its counterpart, the extremely popular Great British Bake Off, to me, mm-hmm. this is the Great British Bake Off of gardening. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard people say the same thing, like this great GBBO mm-hmm. <laughs> would never be able to survive in America because we would they would all tear each other's throats off, et cetera, et cetera. So pleasant, blah, 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 we're baking. This is, you know, pleasant people gardening. Mm. And, but I would say... A big difference, even though I think the vibe is very similar, even though I have not really watched Great British Bake Off, I know about it, this is not a competition. Right. This is not a competition. And plenty of people don't meet their goals mm-hmm. on this show. It's, and it's yeah. really interesting. That I, don't, I haven't seen anybody, I don't think I've seen anybody like just straight up fail everything. No. But uh, people definitely don't get where they thought they were going to be. They go over budget. They make mistakes. It's really just a pleasant slice of life. Right. And I think there's a direct correlation between that and uh, listening to what Monty's advice is. Mm-hmm. Ding, uh, ding, ding. Can we I gab agree. about that? How many of these cocky assholes just go off and do whatever they feel like when they've got the great, the great Monty, Monty Garden King Don 
there to grace them with this. Well, that's what I think I love so much about this episode is we have some, is it okay if I go into specifics? Yes. Mm -hmm. Is that Mm -hmm. we have Mm -hmm. some real uh, followers in this (laughs) this episode, Mm -hmm. really respecting the knowledge of the God himself. Mm -hmm. Colby? Mm -hmm. I agree. I would like to read a recap of the episode. I think that's a good way to start. Great. In this episode, one couple battles to turn a clay-clogged building site in Sussex into a piece of Portugal, and another tackle a forest of overgrowth in their new back garden in Cadby. They are determined to create a productive space, something they have always wanted. In the end, is it is all the blood, sweat, and tears worth it? And what will Monty's verdict be? And let's be clear, there is a lot of blood in, in this show. It's the gory people, show. People get cut open. Well, when you're it's working with that many backhoes and uh, uh, sort of spikes Whoa, and things, Colby. I mean... <laughs> what? Backhoes. They're women. Be respectful. I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> if you are know. going Those to are make, you can't make some kind of lewd joke... I don't know what you're talking When about. talking about gardening tools, we can shut this off and go back to what we were doing. Which was having this exact conversation off the air. <laughs> exactly. Where it's safe. Where it's safe. <laughs> okay, oh as a first segment, let's talk about what Monty's wearing ah, in this episode. Monty's it. jackets are thick... Cotton. Thick canvas. cotton... What? They're like a canvas. They look like... They look like a very yeah. tough... Cotton. Cotton. And they are... Always in a, I would say, the the tone between an indigo and a navy. Mm-hmm. Not quite navy, not quite indigo. Mm-hmm. And they match his extremely baggy pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this man wears clown pants! He, yeah, he yes. wears extremely baggy pants. He wears jackets that are begging to be taken off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Just so he can reveal the suspenders, yeah. roll up the sleeves, yeah. dig in the dirt... And I have to say, his palette, he, I mean, he's always wearing blues. Uh, mm. And every once in a while, you'll see a gray, a gray sweater. Yeah. But pretty much, it's, it's a blue. He's of the earth, and so are his tones. That's yeah. exactly right. And, boy, I'll tell you what, the highlight of every episode for me is when Monty, Monty shows up in a jacket, and then they say, it's, you know, he's like, let's get to gardening. And, boy, when he removes that jacket, wow. Mm-hmm. The ladies go wild. Oh my god, the men go crazy. I mean, this guy is a chick dude. I don't care what you call yourself, you are into Monty Todd. Yeah, there is a question out there that's like, can men and women be friends? And the answer is yes, if they're talking about Monty Don. Mm -hmm. That's what they agree on most of all. I would agree. They love him. Yeah. I think we should talk about next, uh, we should meet the couples. I agree. Yes. (laughs) I agree. <laughs> Hallie, this is your uh, yes. Okay, so, this is your segment. So, don't just bestow a segment upon me. Okay, Hallie, you get no segments. Okay, I do know these two. So, we, we're starting off with, um, we have Richard and Helen. Mm-hmm. Um, what can I say about Richard and Helen? They're perfect. I love Richard and Helen. They have an excellent, they communicate well. Uh, he's a music producer. She, we actually don't know what she does, but we do know that she has... Uh, ill-advised bangs, but let that not let yeah. that not tarnish your opinion of her and her love for jams and chutneys. Yeah, this gal wants to make preserved fruits and veg, and <laughs> and she's gonna and she's gonna have it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Richard, I would I would like to add though, um, these these people are not without flaws. Richard, I would dare say, is hubris in the chili eating. That's true. Uh, portion of yeah. the segment. Yeah. 
uh, or, or I don't know if we're going to talk about the field trips, but I'm, at one point they go to a, um, you know, a, uh, know, a little trip to a someone who's growing chilies because Richard also wants to grow chilies. Mm-hmm. She uh, immediately advises that they just give it a little little lick with the tip of their tongue, and he goes after a big old bite. He bites, and the woman is like, "Oh, you're really going for it, there, aren't you?" Yeah. Oh, so you're just going to take a bite, aren't like, you? Oh, you're really that, going for it. And oh, he's like, man. "I just wanted just to take a little bit, just a little bit, just, just a little, little bit. to taste." I'm a um, big man. I'm yeah. a big boy. I can take it. Yeah. But yeah, so. the, Helen's like he likes to taste. <laughs> he wants to taste. Um, uh, he loves peppers, and th- these two are the ones I'm talking about. Who they are uh, self-proclaimed teachers' pets. They they're mm-hmm. following Monty's advice to a T. Yeah. And having watched several episodes, I have to say I think they're the only couple who wants to please Monty as deeply as he needs to be pleased. Yeah. It's easy to see why they picked them to be in the first episode. <laughs> Agreed. Because they they 100% do not deviate at all from his uh, advice. advice. Yeah. And later on, I mean, I'm baffled by the couples who seem to get more and more confident as the series goes on of just disregarding Monty's advice. I mean, he's the nation's favorite gardener. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can't imagine being on a show like this and having the host of the show be like, what you want to do is this, and being like, I don't think he is steering me in the right direction. Listen, I'm a graphic designer. I know all about sunflowers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I know exactly what kind of drainage we need in these things. And oh man, and in this episode, this family in particular, when their friends, when that, when their uh, Monty's helping them like clear out some stuff. Oh man, the older women are just fanning themselves yes, over, are, yeah. over Monty dying. I yeah. believe they even say the words, "Wow, he's really getting in it, isn't he?" He's supposed to get all stuck up in he's it. He's getting yeah. up, stuck up in it. It's a lean, mean guy. Yes. Um, should we so. pivot to the other couple? Yeah, so just yeah. for reference, this uh, Richard and Helen are the ones tackling a forest of overgrowth in their new back garden in Cadby. Yes. Building a bit of a keep. Now, yeah. bit, uh, bit not to be confused with Jan and John, mm-hmm. the, I would say, despicable half of this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> despicable. Jan is a fussy little bitch. John wow. is uh, is someone with a little bit of building experience but a new business and doesn't really have the time to put into the garden. Not only that, but this garden is all for John's crazy AF mom who's Whoa, coming okay. to live with them from Portugal for who knows why. <laughs> I mean, it's time before Corona, so it's okay. I don't like this couple. <laughs> Let it be known. I don't like them, and I don't like the way they interact. Jan's all do this, do that. John's like, what well, has the step here? And she's like, it's not going to be there, is it? And, you know, a lot of, yeah, anyway. That's that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> His mother's ancient. She needs care. She needs someone around to take care of her. I just don't get she why they're bending Portugal. over backwards to make this Portuguese garden. They live in Sussex. I was just in Sussex. It's rainy there. The weather's bad. The, the soil is clay-ridden. I, mm-hmm. I Why try to fight nature? And I think that is a element that I think Monty would agree with me. This is a theme that keeps coming up in the show, yes. which is how unnatural to the environment that they're living in are the plants that they want to plant exactly. in their garden. Yes. And in this case, I mean, this episode sets up what keeps happening over and over again, which is pretty unrealistic or like way too ambitious. Well, I think that these are, I think these are flora philistines. <laughs> What do we think about that? That's a name for a second. That's good. I think that these are floral Philistines who are saying, you know, I like orchids, so I'm going to put them in my rainy or uh, 
you know, rock-filled garden, as opposed to thinking, what can my rainy rock-filled garden propagate in a healthy way? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they're they're going about it in a a backwards way. Yeah, they're idiots. (laughs) If I can make a parallel, one that I was thinking of during the show, is is another show on Netflix I'm a fan of, Ugly Delicious, is David Uh, Chang, and and he loves talking about all these different, uh, I guess, the labels that he would apply to stuff, and how he uh, is a big fan of fusion in food and cuisine, which is the idea of taking two different maybe contradictory ideas and combining them. And his argument in a lot of the show is that they're actually very similar, right? The, the preparation of, of uh, crawfish in Vietnam is very similar to the way that, that, they're, that shrimp are prepared in the Gulf. So preparing them in opposite, uh, in, the, in the different regional things, isn't necessarily fusion. It's a proper like progression of what this thing is. So, uh, for example, if, he's, if you're building a pizza in America... Maybe it's not the same as Italy, but uh, people here sometimes feel the need to, like, get tomatoes imported from Italy and to bring cheese from Italy to America, as opposed to the argument he's making is that the best way to make the best pizza isn't to use the original ingredients, but to use the ones that are native Mm. to your Mm -hmm. area Mm. and get the best that you Mm. can get locally and Mm. infuse that Mm. into the cuisine Mm. or the ideas that maybe you've brought from Mm. other places. Mm So I thought this was interesting because it seems like everyone's trying to do this. They have these Portuguese gardens. We need Portuguese plants. And Monty Don's saying, no, let's make this a fusion of sorts. Let's yeah. get yeah. the influence of Portugal and, and the things that we like about Portugal, the, the splashes of bright color. And let's see if we can in- incorporate that into this English garden with native plants native mm. that would thrive in this environment. Mm. And that, I just, I really find that a compelling arc for the show, honestly, is his constant battle to please these people and and bring their big dreams into these small spaces in a sustainable way. <laughs> Trademark it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a nice uh, segue into our next segment, which is, on a scale of one to five, how crazy is the couple's idea for their back garden? <laughs> uh, and we can, you know, we do two rankings because we got yeah. two couples. Okay. So Richard and Helen are the ones who, who basically just want, they want a greenhouse, they want a little bit, they want some chickens, and they want a bunch of raised beds yeah. for vegetables in this back lot that is extremely overgrown. Right. And you because, need to sorry. go, no, just you need, they need to cut down all these trees and chowd all this ivy and everything. Um, for them, I would say, given where it started, I would put this at a three. Mm. How crazy their dream How is? How crazy is their dream? I have a, I need a, I have a clarifying question. Okay. Is it the plans are crazy, or is it getting from step A to step D? I guess. Is that what's crazy? I think it's the latter. Okay. I see. Interesting. Could it be a fusion, maybe? Could be a fusion. Yeah. It could be a fusion. It could yes. be a fusion. Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah, All yeah. right. I, I agree. It's probably around a three on a scale of one to five. Hell, one to ten. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's probably about a three. I mean, what they're trying to do is not hard on paper, but when you look at their, their like area at the beginning of the episode... It looks completely different. Yeah. It looks completely yeah. different than how they end up at the end. It's like so overgrown. There's whole trees. They didn't even realize they had apple trees. There was so yeah. much stuff growing over the apple trees. And the guys during the episode were like, "We yeah, we haven't even like walked back here." And Monty's yeah. like, "What do you mean you you've been here for six here? weeks?" Yeah. And then didn't they buy their house without looking inside? They first? didn't look inside their house. Yeah. How they even the get on the show? The ass- <laughs> These guys were like, "We just saw the garden, and we were so and like, I mean, it's not a garden." Yeah. 
Um, I, I have to say my instinct was, I'm not trying not to be swayed by these two men, uh-huh. <laughs> but my instinct was to say more of a two, because mm. I actually think You're that right. they're not, it's not a ridiculous ask. All they had right. to do is dig up some trees. I mean, yes, that's a job, but in terms of their dream, their dream is basically just to have a homestead, which, I mean, comparatively to the things we've seen, mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, but that's a two for me. We don't all very, have to agree. It's a very feminine take on the issue, but... Is it? Well, you said, you know, you didn't want these men to influence you, so... Well, sometimes it's hard a, for well, me with a womanly I, two. I just like to, you know, I want everyone to agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say it's, it's not higher... Like, the reason it's, like, relatively low for me on the scale is because they're not trying to plant non-native plants in the soil. I don't think three is, is low. Yeah. Three is on the other side. I think three path. is in the middle of the road. 2.5 point five. exactly. Okay. Wait, is this a scale of five? No. Or ten? What's the scale? What is this it's going like up to? It's like one and two on one side, then three, then four and five on the other side. Oh my god! There's no zero on this scale. There's oh, no zero. okay, I see. Then maybe I'm at a two point five. Maybe I'm at a two. Okay. I think I'm just thinking back to like where it began and how much of the underbrush. It's okay, Colby. You don't the need to goal, defend yourself now that he feels he's out I, of place. I'm, I'm going to stop the you dream. Right I think there. we're all. I think the rating is confusing us because I think we're all on the same page that what they want is very reasonable. Uh, just the space they have looks insane. Like at the end of the episode, you can like just look out and you see a whole field behind them that was invisible at the beginning of the episode. I mm-hmm. had one other thing I wanted to add, which is that these two really want this, you know, very healthy uh, vegetable garden. But not once do they mention enjoying cooking. They only want to make preserved Chutneys goods and, jams and, yeah, and, <laughs> and yeah. sauces. Yes. I'm like, what are you going to do with all this spinach? Yeah, that's not a crazy thing to want. <laughs> it's ridiculous. What? I said that's not a crazy thing it's to want. It's not crazy, but I just want them to be to cook their food. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, totally. Although in these times, I bet we were all wishing for some pickles, am I right? I, oh, I would I love, love some pickles. pickles. I, pickles. I, would I know love you did. To... I, I disinfected pickles. them for you and put you in the, them in the fridge. It was very chill of you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. So we move chill. now to Jan and Don. Oh. No, How... Jan and John. Jan and John. Jan and John, you idiot. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right now. <laughs> oh, God. Jan and John. Jan and John. This is the couple who is trying to take their back garden and make it into a taste of Portugal so that they can welcome, I think, John's mother yes, to, uh, John's uh, to come and live with them, who is living in Portugal. I would say the degree of difficulty on these is similar, but, the, but harder with the Portugal thing. I mean, their dream initially is to have... Um, plants that just won't grow there right so i guess maybe mm-hmm. then then it's that makes it a little more unreasonable like yeah. their dream is ultimately not attainable in what they have and mm-hmm. then we find out you know a crazy twist i guess but one that you were familiar with as a uh, recent tourist the clay there is a real they've problem got, they, they, the clay, they monty are, puts one shovel into that back garden oh and they've God. got yellow clay they've gray, got gray clay. clay they've got every type of clay you can imagine and, and as you can imagine, they do not want to plant into clay because the last thing you want is a plant sitting in water and yeah. clay. So now, they, so now they try and plant a palm tree that she spent 600 pounds on and, and they have to dig out a, a hole and they have to backfill it with, with, with stones. stones so that they can get some proper drainage in there. I mean, it's a real ordeal. This is a four for me. I was going to say a four as well. I was going to say a four as well. No, a four out of five. A four out of five. Okay. A four out of five. Okay. And I think their her rigidity in her dreams uh, yeah. makes that even more of a four for me, okay. uh, because she wants it a certain way and she wants it to look like this ho ass Portugal situation. Wow. Okay. Words husband used a lot. 
<laughs> I'm just letting things out. Uh, yeah. I'll give it a four. I would, I would settle on a four for this. Great. Yeah. I'll concede a four. Okay. Tim concedes a four, which means we move on to our next segment. <clears throat> Best and worst couple moments. Mm. We don't do one for each. Mm. You know, it's like best for the episode and worst for the episode. Oh, yeah. great, great, great. This, I feel like it's going to be hard to pick a best couple moment because uh, uh, Richard and Helen have so many sweet moments. They have. They I, really I mean, do. my favorite moment between, maybe at the end of the episode yes. where they cheers yes. and he cheers. And he Richard loves to cheers and he's cheersing everyone and he, you know, cheers the guard and then he goes and cheers to my wife and they kiss and they... They they work together throughout this whole. This is the first couple I've seen who who really each of them puts in the same amount of work. Mm-hmm. They clearly want the same thing. I mean, he loves his chilies, she loves her sauces. Yeah, <laughs> but they want to make this garden great for themselves equally. Mm-hmm. Um, and that teamwork and equal appreciation, I think, is the, it makes them the sweetest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they both really want to do a good job. They really do, and Monty says it himself. Yeah, they have the balance of of really wanting to achieve this and taking pleasure in doing it. Yeah, yeah, they're great. They're the they're the archetype as far as the couple we want on this show. I totally yeah. agree. The perfect they're couple. The they're show. the perfect couple. Yeah. Yeah. And they're I'll the tell you what, couple. the the couples on this show get progressively weird. <laughs> weird ass <laughs> couples exactly on there. Right. There's there a lot so of people where you're like, exactly how did right. these people end up together? There's one that is clearly like a very old affair between like a student and his like college professor. Yeah, and they have psychotic like, needs and wants. There's people with like ten kids <laughs> who are supporting them with a grocery like yeah. bagger's salary. It's like. There's insane uh, groupings here. Yeah, a lot of here. odd cocktails. Uh, but these guys are great. They have a lot of friends. They've yeah. everybody mm-hmm. over for like a toast. To help them Halfway to... through the episode, they have people over to help, and they get everybody beer, and they're hanging out with Monty, having a great time. Monty's signing pots at the end. I mean, <laughs> they are love, just a love 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 them. there. But I agree, the toast at the end is my couple moment for yeah. the episode. I, I agree with the toast at the end, for sure. There's one runner-up I'd like to bring up, which mm-hmm. is how endearing it was to me to see, uh, like, very early on, in the show, Helen is talking to the camera, and she's like, "Oh, we're doing like we're using all these reclaimed bricks in the back patio because we actually read in a gardening book that that was the thing to do." And that's like, "Oh, she, they're like doing all this extra homework to like try and do a good job." And then, of course, whose book is it? Monty's. Turns out it was Monty's book. Monty's book. Beautiful. 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 Also, when she brings Monty the chili sauce to try <gasps> at the end, and uh, that is yeah. He's yeah. like, it's delicious. And she's like, thank you. Yeah. I, I <laughs> Her love voice that. quivers. Well, she goes, it's much interrupt. I wonder if you want to try my chili sauce. <laughs> and he tries it and he likes it. We don't know if he really does. Because that's the thing with Monty. Mm-hmm. Is he is, he's, he's, I would say, unfailing, uh, unflailingly. Unfailingly. Unfailingly yeah. positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? I would Except agree. for when he's a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to get to that. <laughs> First, we have to pick worst couple moment yeah. for the episode. Uh, I think there are a million options for, for uh, Jan and John. I um, think... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I, I thought the my funniest moment that seemed to, to size it all up was the narrator describing them and saying they have very clearly defined rules. John does all the work and Jan uh, supervises John. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. There's a moment where she's like... I'm actually feeling for you a lot. You have a lot to do, which I think is, like, is pretty despicable. Yeah. Where he's like, I do. Why don't you come help me? And yeah. it, it's it's just clear she isn't gonna. Yeah, She's it's like, like, I really oh, do, though. I really do. <laughs> it's bad. I really do feel bad for you. I really, no, no, I, yeah. I really do. You're gonna be doing a lot of work by yourself. There's another one I'd like to bring up, which is when he uh, is laying a stone on top of a step, and she's like, is that a step? And he's like, yeah. And she goes, 
it's not going to look like that, though. And he's like, it is going to look like that. And she goes, no, it's not. No. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. <sighs> it's, yeah. And then it's you a, get the... I think it's a classic, uh, she made him her <laughs> slave yeah. kind of situation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Guy needs to be told what to do. That makes them, it, look, it works for them, we assume. Mm-hmm. Moving on to our next segment. Um, Monty's bitchiest line. Wow. I so think, Monty is, yeah. well, maybe, well, never mind. <clears throat> uh, I was going to say maybe we should do how hard is Monty trying to stay positive first. And then his bitchiest line. I think the, I think, well, I was going to say the bitchiest line I think we can all agree on for this episode for sure. Yeah. Uh, as far as how hard he's trying to stay positive, I mean, I think he's, in comparison to other episodes, I think he's very positive. I agree. This well, this is his first, well, we don't know when he filmed. The first season, I think he's more positive than in, in the later seasons, you really see Monty uh, giving giving them the truth. Yeah. I would say. I think the trick for the seasons is that he's filming all of the episodes simultaneously. Exactly. So basically, the, these families or these couples have a year to set up this garden or like a, a period of months, mm. and he checks in. And the show is basically him checking in with them three or four times uh, during the year to see how their progress is going at certain points. Uh, so he's doing all these different gardens simultaneously. So they, they chose these two for the pilot, I think, pretty tellingly. I mean, he's very upbeat the whole time. He seems very positive. There's things they disagree with. And, you know, uh, he definitely says, I think at one point in this episode, he's like, uh, you know, if I look concerned, it's because I am. <laughs> this <laughs> clay is a real he's problem. He's very upfront. He's very he's, blunt. He's yeah. very blunt. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think he's trying very hard to stay positive at all. I think, uh, I think he is. I, in no, I think episode? he is positive. I think he just yeah. gets positive. Yeah, so he's not trying hard. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, right. Right. I think Richard and Helen Helen are like uh, they say as much. They're yeah. real teachers' pets for Monty, so uh, he doesn't have to he doesn't have to worry about them. And they do a good job. Yeah, yeah. He's. I think he's. And later episodes, you see him come in, and he kind of has to put on a face to be like, "Wow, you did so much." But this time, I really feel like when he saw their yeah. garden, he was. Re- impressed with the work they put in. Yeah. And rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Bitchiest line. Bitchiest line. Who wants the honors? I think we all know I what this is. I think you should is. take it, bud. Okay. Uh, he, perhaps surprisingly, delivers it to Richard and Helen. Yeah. When they're, he does their, he does his mid-year check-in. They lead him back to the compost bins that they've set up. And uh, uh, he's like, this is splendid. And uh, Helen says, well, we'd like to cover it. And then he goes, now why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of just saying, you actually don't need to cover it. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he instead jumps down he Helen's throat. Well, we yeah. have to remember that Monty is the nation's foremost right. gardener. He is the nation's he foremost gardener. knows that that's a psychotic idea. Right. He knows that to cover a compost bin would, in effect... Uh, erase tantamount to murder. Yeah, tantamount to murder. As far as he's good, he can he can only hold back so much emotion. Yeah. I appreciate his snarkiness. Yeah, I think it's nice. I think, I think it's, it's nice. refreshing. I think you know, I I had another idea for uh, a segment. Okay, that maybe would be better going forward again because this episode very pleasant. But I I always thought uh, it was the idea is just how. Uh, happy is Monty to be at the party at the end. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. That's great. Because at the end of every episode, they do a reveal of both gardens. The families invite their friends and loved ones to come see the garden. And Monty uh, either looks very comfortable at these situations <laughs> 
or I would say sometimes looks very uncomfortable in these situations. I haven't put my thumb on exactly like what the causes are, maybe his connection to the couples. Yeah. But he sits down, um, even you know, even in the in the Portuguese garden, he sits down with the grandmother and it looks like he's not getting up from that table for the rally. He looks like he's having a great time at that little table, petting the dogs and mm. chatting with the grandmother. Monty loves dogs. Less, less he loves forget. dogs, and he is having a blast with Richard and Helen at the last at their last like little party thing at the end. Because he's proud of them. He's having a great time. He's they signing autographs. <laughs> oh man, he's chatting with everybody. He gives a little toast, and mm-hmm. he just seems thrilled to be there. I agree. Uh, so, so that that would be my my review for that. Definitely, I think that feeds nicely into our next segment, which is best supporting character. Mm. Wow! Now, throughout all of these episodes. You've got the couples. You've got Monty. Mm-hmm. But some other people kind of wa- waft into the sphere yeah. of influence here. You've got the friends who the couples invite to help them with the various projects who may or may not feel comfortable talking to the camera. Then you've got the field trips mm-hmm. that they go on where they talk to gardening experts around Britain, all of which bringing in some extra characters to talk. Do we have best supporting characters for this episode? I have one. For me, I think my well, I have a, I think I have a tie for for this. Okay. Can I share both? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say the woman who goes. Uh, he's a mean. What is he? What does she she's say? A lean, mean this, this was machine. mine as well. Lean, mean okay. gardening <clears throat> machine. Uh, lady at Richard and Helen's is a strong contender. Mm-hmm. And then I would also say the 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 guide at at um, Jan and John's field trip. This oh. British. Willy Dandy. Wonka, dandy <laughs> yeah. figure with the colorful ascot and uh, whimsical umbrella that he uses to poke at yeah. the bulbs. <laughs> He's he 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 ranks highly for me. Um, I had a I had a third one Ooh. that I think was was fun. Uh, maybe because um, you didn't like Jan and John so much, it was neglected. But they had I think they had another I believe they had another friend named like John or something like that. They had another friend who showed up, and uh, John's pretty much like, yeah, whenever, whenever like, Peter shows up, he's always disappointed in how poorly our plan is laid out. And then you get kind of a close-up of Peter, like, kind of shaking his head, looking around, and he's like, well, you know what, at least John works hard. And they just have a video of, like, John, like, stacking all these bricks, and he's like, but, you know, this is, this is bad shape. And then at one point, he's in the background, he's just looking, they're, like, doing a little interview on the camera, and he just kind of, like, looks at him, and John yells at him to get back to work. I mean, just a little little moments of levity like that in the show, just to yeah. see their friends being comfortable around them. I mean, it, it's charming. I don't know if it's a winner. Uh, it's up there with the ones that you suggested, but, you know, it, it makes the show. Thanks for sharing, Tim. Thank you. Now, Hallie, you mentioned very vulnerable saying that. the field trips. Uh, I wanted to explain them a little bit more, yeah. because I think that the the... What you need to know is that the field trips are tailored specifically to what these, what the, the, the dreams of our gardeners, right? So if, say, if you want to make Richard's dream of cultivating peppers, they take him to a pepper greenhouse. Um, this Jan and John's uh, Portuguese fantasy, what, is it a Portuguese garden or it's a garden it's like that's, a, it's and... a Mediterranean garden, mm-hmm. right? So they get to learn a little bit more and use it as inspiration. That's all I really wanted to say about mm-hmm. the field trips. Uh, well, we grade the field trips. Oh, yes, we do. In this one. Yeah. I would say, uh, oh man, are we still doing a scale of one to five? I think... One to five. One to five, yeah. I think the pepper one is the most spot on, maybe the most spot on field trip that any mm-hmm. of these people go on. 
This guy's like, I want to grow peppers. And he's like, cool, I'll take you to a place that will tell you how to grow peppers. Yeah. And uh, it seems like he got a lot out of it. They get a lot of flavors. I mean, it, just sent, it felt like a very worthwhile trip. Uh, and I would give that one maybe a, maybe a five out of – can we give a five out of five of just like, this is what this guy wanted. They addressed the problem immediately. Mm-hmm. I mean, it did neglect uh, maybe um, Helen a little bit. I don't know if her needs were necessarily met in that scenario, but as far as, you know, an interesting goal, it was a great watch. Uh, I, had, I had a blast on the pepper I, trip. I would say I loved the pepper trip, but I, I'm wondering, you know, it, it's not, did it inspire them anymore? I want to see them walking away from their field trip, not only having learned something, but feeling like they have new ideas Fair. that mm-hmm. they can bring back to the garden. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, he got to show off his, his pepper eating ability and maybe get amped to grow peppers. Yeah. But the peppers are only a small part of this garden. Mm-hmm. True. So for me, it's more of, I honestly maybe would give it a three. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. Colby, you want to weigh in on this one? I think I agree. I think that they're, um, because that Richard and Helen's uh, dream is maybe not so extravagant, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think they need the field trip quite as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if they get as much out of it as folks in other places, especially ones that are looking to bring in more like exotic influences into the garden. Yeah. So I think I would I would only give this one a three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think maybe I was maybe my uh, mistake in this rating is that it was more of just general interest on my part. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I thought the pepper one it, it was maybe the most interesting field trip I've seen. <laughs> I think it's super fun. I learned a lot about the peppers. I, I think you guys are right. I don't know if it really helped them at all. But I had a great time seeing the peppers, learning about the Hector scale or whatever. The, the Scoville scale. That was nice. I just had a good time. Yeah. The other one, uh, what was the other field trip? They I don't went even to remember. a Mediterranean garden led by that British dandy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really remember anything remember about anything. this field trip. Well, they were talking kind of about plants that can thrive in less moist conditions like these uh, with like tougher leaves and they didn't need as much water stuff that could like thrive in this like clay environment um and it looks like they kind of did that uh but I, I i feel like that one was just more like these are pretty things to look at i don't know how much the couple really i almost want to say it's also a three but for different reasons yeah yeah for me See, I was just about to say that it, on your scales, I thought it would be higher. Maybe a because four. because they maybe I hate them so much I can't see. I know. Them. Well, I know. they had. You're right. They had a but more were, specific need. You were exposed. The field trip was exposing them to the opportunities That's of true. using you're right. local plants to get the Portuguese <laughs> field. Right. Yeah. So on your own scale, yeah. okay, I would Tim. say it's okay, a Tim. it's a four. No, I think okay. you're right. I you're think right. this was but a four. on my scale, it's like a one. <laughs> this sucked. I was not into this one at all. I thought this was a boring field trip. There's been much more fun ones. Uh, it was not interesting. I think we can settle on so a four. Let's settle, we'll on, settle four. on a four. But a low light of the episode is what I would say. <laughs> a low light. Well, that's a, that's a nice segue into our next segment, which is villain of the episode. Wow, I am great at these segues. Villain of the episode. Villain of the episode. Villain of the episode. I feel like we have a couple of nominees. Yeah. Jan. Jan. Jan's up there. For one. Jan's up there. Jan is one nominee. Jan is also the second nominee. Third is Jan. I was going to say the clay. Clay. I think the clay is definitely a villain in this episode. The clay is a villain. And the clay is an antagonist for sure. It's an obstacle to overcome. Let us not forget the clay is on Jan's land. Okay. Sure. Jan's land, man. If we're talking about, 
you know, the, the archetype of conflict. Uh -huh. John is at conflict, you know, with his wife, Jan. Yeah. And also in conflict with the earth, Clay. Now, the internal struggle with him as well, I think, you know, in literature we talk about, you know, the external struggle, the uh -huh. man versus nature, man versus man, and then man versus himself. Yeah. Uh, the journey that <laughs> John is on internally, I think, is equally compelling. Maybe mm -hmm. that is the third villain. It's John. It's getting John. In his own way. <laughs> John is the third, is the <laughs> ultimate villain. It's what we found. He's, he's nurtured Jan. Maybe he helped create Jan by indulging her. Uh, Probably maybe. a bit of a pushover. I don't know. How do we get around? John is not the villain. <laughs> Jan is the I villain. I don't know, Hallie. I no, think... no, 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 no. I think Jan... John might be. The no, villain. John is not. The... <laughs> it's so obvious that Jan is the villain. I can't. Jan's believe the this. villain. Jan's Jan the villain, and Clay is number three. I think after Jan, Jan, Clay, <laughs> and then Jan again. Excellent. But she's a great villain. Yeah, she is. She just is a classic, do what I say, and I'm not going to put in any work. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> love to hate Jan. There's a lot, there are a lot of shots of John working really hard and Jan standing over his shoulder with tea. <laughs> like, with a full mug of tea. For yeah. herself. For herself. <laughs> None for John. There was a John's shot... John's not thirsty, didn't no. you know? <laughs> John doesn't need drink. Now, I will say... All day. I will say that there is the scene in which Monty digs into the clay and explains to Jan how inhospitable these conditions oh. are for the kinds of plants she wants, or most any plants. It is devastating to watch Jan realize how right Monty is, and it kind of humanized her a little bit She to did me. cry a little. Yeah. Almost. She was and Monty had cool. to say, it's going to be all right. Yeah. It's going to be all right. Yeah. And she said, oh, you know, is it, you know. Mm-hmm. I know you hate Jan. I do. But she contains multitudes. What and is she, this Jan apologizing? I'm I getting. just, I, you know, I wouldn't apologize for her except for the vicious takedown you've been laying on her. Because I, I have seen several of these episodes yeah. and she's a, a number one cunt to me. But the, the tears didn't. She didn't, didn't cry. Move at all. She didn't cry. She got emotional. She, she was bending emotional. over and, and Monty Listen, assured her. Listen, she should have done her research. She should. She should be putting in the effort so Monty doesn't need to come here and bitch slap her like he does. Wow. Okay. Am I allowed to swear on this? No, this is an FCC regulated uh, <laughs> podcast. Good to know. We'll bleep it in post. We'll bleep, a, it's we'll bleep it's bleep airing on a seven second delay. Is I would really, if, if, you, if you could contain yourself, I would really love families to listen to this. <laughs> Great. I, would re I think this is the kind of content that families are going to be really into. Excellent. So, a villain for the episode. That bitch Jan. I don't feel or, comfortable using the, the language that he was using, but yeah, I'm not a fan of Jan. Or yellow clay or gray clay. It's obviously Jan. Why are we going back to the or, clay didn't cry? Or John. John is no longer in the, a nominee. I think Tim made a compelling case for John. John is can't be a villain for his own missteps. John, Jan made John who uh -huh. he is. Well, it's really the. I guess the villain is the side of John who John is fighting with. The internal struggle. Of the John. internal struggle. Should I stay? Should I go? Should I leave and find happiness? Or should I continue to support this monster? There is no <laughs> indication that John has any thoughts of leaving Jan. No, he's moving his mom there. 
<laughs> he is committed to Jan. In the beginning, he had his hand is on her knee. He loves her, and this is you know, and this is the grave he's dug for himself. Do you think she loves him? Yes, but I also. And think- do you think? That a true villain is capable of love. Are you the kidding love that me? Jan of course, a villain. A villain is driven by love. <laughs> driven by of love. Of course, you, uh, uh, Iago, <laughs> for example. <laughs> Iago loves Desdemona. <laughs> loves himself. <laughs> so deep. Sorry, Tim thought you meant the parrot from Aladdin when you That's said exactly Iago. That's exactly what I was talking. What are you talking about? The parrot. <laughs> the great Gilbert the great villains Iago the, bear, the parrot from Aladdin the parrot from Aladdin <laughs> the friend of I don't know Jafar <laughs> Monty Don Monty Don what's the most difficult thing about fucking your grandmother <laughs> hitting your head on the lid of the car I think we can all agree that Jan is the villain of the episode. To be clear, I was referring to the great play. Okay, let me. Okay. Okay. Othello. Othello by William Shakespeare. You're not actually supposed to say Othello in a theater. It's bad luck. Yeah, that's exactly right. Really? No, he's wrong. Oh, okay. But I'm right enough that it's funny. <laughs> Colby's dad is calling. Colby's dad is calling. Get him on. Ask him about the dawn. Put him on the air. No. 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 He hasn't seen no, it. That, let him catch up. Yeah, he, he hasn't seen it. He can't talk about okay, it. Okay, so Jane is a villain, but I, I still empathize with her, and I think that's what makes a great villain, is that you can see um, maybe not the good in them, but you can see the good intentions in them. And I think that's what makes it create, uh, you know, a compelling villain. If the villain was pure evil and a blank slate, I think you're right. That would not be a compelling watch. But I think Jan's layers and the love that she has for her husband and the love that she has uh, for gardening makes her compelling enough that you, you kind of want to stick with her a little bit. And um, as much as I want to see her fail, um, I'm still excited to see her succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let us not forget that there there was probably a moment of concession because this garden is for John's mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she has to love him at least enough to wow. want to please his mother. Okay. All right. I'll take okay. it at like that. The next segment is, what from this episode, if any, would you incorporate into your dream garden? I can kick things off if mm-hmm. there's... Uh, uh, for me, raised beds for vegetables. Yeah, right. My dream garden is absolutely yielding a sizable crop of vegetables <laughs> and you cannot get a sizable crop of vegetables without raised beds well without good soil or raised beds it does the raised bed actually help the crop i find that the raised bed you find not only satisfies aesthetic needs an aesthetic need for order <laughs> oh god in a chaotic world in a chaotic world right but also, but also provides an easy way to deposit the soil. So it is because of the soil. The soil has a lot to do with why I like raised beds. Excellent. Great, I like that answer, Colby. 
I like the raised beds. I gotta tell you, there's something satisfying about working in a garden and walking through the rows of raised yeah, beds. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. That's gotta be, That's uh, gotta be great. very relaxing and peaceful to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And I think, I like the idea of uh, sections, too. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Where you have these little, and the the, uh, the raised gardens create separation without going out, you I know? know? They're not, like, creating distance between things. They're, they're just moving up. Mm-hmm. And it's creating levels in the garden, and I, I think we you're right. Levels. I think they're great. Yeah. I think, um... I know it's not, you know, fully into the garden, but I think, you know, the the idea of chickens just got me. I was going to maybe yeah. say very chickens pleased. Is, yeah. Chickens is big. The idea of being as self-sustaining as possible, I just find very charming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's some other people later in the ep- in, later in the seasons uh, who do try and do similar things and create their own keeps and uh, be as self-sustaining as possible. And I I just find it charming. It's all, it's all get out. Me too. I think that idea is like really easy to get behind and like make you root for yes, a couple definitely. that's like just yes. trying to be like, we want to get as much of our meals from like our back garden yeah. as possible. Yeah. yeah. Although to be fair, they've never said that they would cook with the things they made. True. <laughs> they are only <laughs> making true. jellies, gems, and chutneys. Um, for me, I think uh, I agree with, the two aspects you've named, and I would say I appreciated that in their coverings on the raised beds, they're using found sticks and and I uh, I guess Ooh. branches from their fallen trees, and they're tying them together with twine in this kind of recyclable uh, situation. And now that I've said that, the hand motion I'm making, which is of a barrel, is making me think of compost. And mm. I have to say that um, compost also huge. Thing yeah, that I would uh, incorporate. From this episode. Definitely. Um, I know as an apartment, uh, mostly you two, but I'd like to think I'm helping. Uh, I'm contributing to the compost. Mm-hmm. You definitely um, are, Tim. Compost stinky. <laughs> compost a little stinky. I went by the school. It's a little stinky. It's stinky. And they were talking school. about getting a lid on it. And we got one of Monty's sassiest moments. Um, I love the idea of compost. But the more I hear them talk about like vermin and rats and animals like crawling into it, it does seem a little intimidating. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's it. Well, I do want to call attention to the fact that we would all take stuff from Richard and Helen's garden, and we wouldn't take any from Jan and John's. Garden. I think that I wasn't can't think that, of anything. that was to be expected. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. There, the landscapes, and there are a good number of landscapes on in this series where there's not a lot of grass. They go for a lot of stone mm. with plants coming up through the stone. It's and I've got to say, look. yeah, I I can't even think. I don't know if it's a it's a Maybe it's a UK thing because of their their weather or climate, but I cannot. I, when I think of garden, it's not normally the the type of no I, I can't image get that I think the stone, of. Yeah, the, the use of stone or like it's, little pebbles. But it seems it's very, very ornamental to me, and it, I, I think what I it interests me in the idea of a garden is that it is a living thing that you're actively going to be working with, and mm-hmm. it's going to be producing things for you, right? And I think the stone feels a little bit like don't touch the plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like yeah. style over substance. Yeah. It's visual. Yeah. 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 Um, so function is very important to all three of us in terms of our you know, I think we've been kind of converted a little. I don't know how much I've thought about gardening function before. I'll say it. Before Monty came into my life, I don't know if I was thinking about function and garden as much. And the, the battle between function and style uh, is, is a continuing another continuing theme of the Definitely. show. I mean, yeah. and I think, you know, this is... It's hard because if we could have a garden as big as Monty's, uh, I encourage everyone to check out MontyDon.com. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Where you can see some images from his gardens and he has, you know, he has his vegetable garden. He has his herb garden. He has a flower garden. He has some ornamental hedges. So if, you, if we could have everything, yeah. what a dream that would be. 
we have small spaces. <laughs> yes. We cannot achieve all of these dreams. Well, go ahead, Tim. I And, and I think uh, another thing Monty seems to always encourage is focus. Yes. Mm -hmm. People come in with a lot of different ideas, and he always says, you cannot have all of these things. You need to have a cohesive mm -hmm. vision. So we can include a lot of the elements you want, but we need a theme. He's a stickler for a theme. Yeah. And I think that sometimes people fall back on rocks as, as somewhat of an easy theme, because you can lay the rocks out everywhere, and it's an easy transition in the garden. But, you know, they definitely have arguments of, well, you want to provide your, your vegetables, you want to be eating in this garden. Is the priority to grow produce that you can eat, or is there an educational component to this? Is there a visual component to this? What are these different elements, and which one are you really focused on? Well, this is a thing that you said, Tim, that I think is a really, like, good uh, way of describing Monty's advice a lot. It's like, once you've got that idea for, like, a theme or a focus, is he really pushes people to take it all the way. Yes. It's like, if you want... To be yielding vegetables, have you thought about a greenhouse? If you want it to be a comfortable space to spend time, have you thought about a water feature? There's always this extra step that he's trying to get yes. everybody to go toward, and I think that's a really infectious spirit. Agreed. It is, it is very funny with that stuff, how he is definitely pushing them. And mm -hmm. anytime somebody says, like, money, some occasionally he'll be like, that's doable. Mm -hmm. But every time he's like, oh, you know, you could do more than that. Yeah. He wants, he wants them to them spend, spend more money. money. He wants, yeah. he wants to them money. to do more. He wants them to go harder. He, he always wants a greenhouse. Yes. He always wants a water feature. He wants a lot of stuff, and he sees no reason why they shouldn't do it. Yeah. Right. Very good line on that uh, in that regard in this episode is he asks Richard and Helen what their budget is, and they say 5000 and he goes, uh, you could easily double it and not be extravagant at all. Yeah. But it's healthy. <laughs> yes. It's always healthy. I didn't realize how expensive plants were. It seems it's like really plants are expensive. expensive. Well, it's, it's the pots that are the most expensive. But they're not always... They're, they spend $600 not always. on a tree. Not always. 600 pounds on a tree. Well, that's a tree. A tree is, should be expensive, I think. <laughs> What is going on? Trees are extremely... I think trees should be expensive. I think they should. I, I think they're extremely valuable. I don't think... They yield for years and years. Just anyone shouldn't have access to a tree. I agree. There should be gatekeepers who decide who yeah, should have trees. That's capitalism. That's capitalism. And that's capitalism. A that's chicken right. in every pot, but a tree in a few yards. Just a few. A few yards per tree. Well, Hallie, you mentioned MontyDon.com. Yeah, I did. Which means we should... Segue into one of our final segments, which is the Monty Don Expanded Universe. Yes. Now, in this segment, we take a piece of Monty Don's uh, uh, vast internet presence, and we talk about it for a little bit. Um, I would like to contribute one, which is from MontyDon.com, his official website, a Squarespace site, which uh, features the Infinite Scroll, one of the tra uh, uh, trademarks of the Squarespace site. There's this, there, You know, you go to Monty Don's website, and you get a lot of the segments you could... Uh, imagine tips and advice, talks and events, bookshop, and then you get dogs. <laughs> and you go to dogs, and all it is is just this little thing that says, I have lived with dogs all my life, and so it is absolutely natural to me that wherever I am in the garden, I should be accompanied by a dog or two. <laughs> <laughs> he loves his dogs. He has two um, golden retrievers, Nigel and Nellie, and you better believe they are thick as thieves with old Monty. Um, and I think it's actually, I think it is natural for him. Because I think it is. He lives outside. Dogs should be roaming, you know. We live in New York City. We, that's not really a possibility for us. But, um, dare I say, it's only, uh, it's only necessary mm -hmm. to let dogs roam. And if you're outside as much as Monty, it's perfectly natural for him to be accompanied by his dog. That's right. 
I would like to read more of this website. Be Please my don't. guest. Something that I take for granted is that by and large, they do absolutely no damage and respect the garden completely. They rarely dig holes or crash through the flower beds. They do treat the long paths as bowling alleys down which they career in chase of the ball that we are obliged to throw. But it is harmless enough. Monty doesn't want the dogs to fuck up the garden. His dogs love his garden. That's how good his garden is. His personal garden. His dogs respect the garden. It's beautiful. That's the Monty Don Expanded Universe for this episode. Um, we have two segments to go. Do we want to do this Monty's Dream Garden thing? We can. I thought it was uh, interesting to see maybe like what uh, things... Nope, we're getting a lot of head shaking from this. <laughs> a lot of head shaking from no, this. I Talk just, about it for like a minute because we're, we're coming up on the time. One minute. Monty's always pushing for bigger things. He loves a water feature. I thought maybe he'd have a water feature in his garden. I, I mean, you're answering a lot of my questions, but before uh, the online knows. research... I was really wondering what his vibe is mm-hmm. because he's dealing with a lot of vibes on the show. He's encouraging a lot of things. Uh, and I really wanted to learn more about like, is he he's... growing for veg? Is he growing for visual? What is, what is his thing? But it seems like he's very like practical about he all He has this everything. Yeah. He, there's an overview. He, I mean, like he has an herb garden. He has the vegetable beds. He has, you know, climbing roses. And I think I'm sure he has a flower garden as well. His garden is humongous. He's the nation's gardener. He's the nation's gardener. Oh, is that enough time on that one? I think that's great. Wow, you hated the category. I had one thing I wanted to talk about, and you hated it. I just feel like we've talked about it throughout the episode. We definitely have. We didn't need to bring it up, no. <laughs> For our final segment before we say goodbye, this is the Wheel of Impressions. This is where everybody does an impression of Monty before we leave, as yes. just like a little sign-off to our okay. listeners. Tim, I think it's only right... That Hallie goes first. What? I think so. I think that's true. What? I think that's fair. Okay, doing a Monty impression? Monty, Monty impression, yeah. All right. Um, okay, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> I'm not prepared. Why do I have to go first? <laughs> I just wanted to do that as a fake out to be fun. <laughs> well, it's not fun for me. All right, here we go. Um, I think what you've done is incredible. <laughs> and I think you should be very proud. Thank Perfect. you. Perfect. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. When I when I first came in here, I'm going Irish. That's not what it is. He's not an Irish man at all. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, when I first came in, I have no idea what this impression is now. All of a sudden, I'm put on the spot. I can't do impressions of real people. Oh, uh, uh, Monty Don. The thing that I love about his voice, though, is definitely where it's like, uh, you, you could do that, but that's not what I would do. <laughs> the thing about a garden is... It's a space yeah. for everyone. It's, it's, it's the pauses. The pauses are key the for sure. The pauses are incredible. So, uh, uh, it's a, a, a very ambitious plan, and I respect it very much. What I would suggest... <laughs> yes, that's what it is. ...is moving the greenhouse to the center of the garden. <laughs> that's me. That's mine. Monty's suggestion was to redo the garden, and then the narrator comes in with that best voice. Yeah. Out. She's so good. She's he terrific. suggested that he redo the garden in the middle of. <laughs> That's kind of what he does. Okay, like. let's do let's do one real quick. I'll do Monty, then you do the narrator. Okay, go. Okay, okay. What I would suggest is clearing more space for veg and raising the beds higher off the ground. Monty suggests that they raise the beds higher off the ground, but will they listen to Monty, or will they do whatever they please? <laughs> Monty suggested raising the beds, but I don't know. I'm a, I'm a truck driver. I ain't, 
I ain't know much about gardening, but I'm going to do what I want. I know Monty's published a dozen books on the subject, but I think I'm going to go it alone. <laughs> Folks, this has been the full Monty Don for this week. Uh, I'm Colby Smith. I've been, of course, joined by... Hallie Haas. And... Tim Cack. Happy gardening, everyone. Happy gardening! Happy gardening. Big dreams! Small faces! Now fade it out nice and quiet. Big trees, small spaces. Beautiful.